Hi, it's Sam Hawley here. For the next few Saturdays, we'll be dropping a bonus episode in our feed from our friends at ABC Sport Daily with host Patrick Stack. If you want to hear more sports news, check out the podcast on the ABC Listen app. And I'll be back with another ABC News Daily episode on Monday. This is an ABC podcast. If you want to do any fair play check to me you want, I don't care because I I, I know that I'm clean and... uh, they could literally tell me the most ridiculous thing. If they want me to strip fully naked, I'll do it. I don't care. Imagine Novak Djokovic walked out of a Grand Slam after losing to a wild teenager. In the aftermath, there are accusations of cheating and an offer to play naked in order to prove fairness. This exact story is unfolding in the world of sport, in chess. Yep, chess. It's not always been considered a riveting pastime, But this has to be one of the wildest stories in any sport right now. We're going inside a world with huge intellect, huge egos and a huge scandal. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Australian David Smurden is a chess grandmaster. Aside from world champion, grandmaster is the highest title a competitor can receive. Dave, I think it's fair to say many people's exposure to pro chess is probably extends only to the Queen's Gambit. What's the world of pro chess like? Well, it's it's actually quite similar to the Queen's Gambit in a lot of respects. The, the show did a pretty good depiction of what it's like, the pressure of top tournaments at a country level, uh, also an international level. The seriousness of the activity these days, it's very professional. There's a fair bit of money involved. Uh, so it did, a, it did a pretty good job of it. It's, it's really these days very much like some sort of mix between a professional e-sport, uh, e-game or e-sport uh, and the world of sports itself. So help us then dive into this absolutely wild story. We want to start with Magnus Carlsen. Why is he rather big deal in the world of chess? So Magnus Carlsen is he's the world chess champion. Uh, he's been the number one player for more than a decade. Uh, he's from Norway. He's also kind of revolutionised what you might uh, think about as being uh, an elite chess player. You know, he's a very cool guy. He's done fashion shoots with uh, famous models, and he's kicked off a soccer game for Real Madrid, and you know, been on all the major news sites. So he's been the face of this new wave of, of young chess players taking over the world of chess and they call him the Mozart of chess because the way that he sees the game in his head is just so far ahead of everyone else that even just beyond being the best chess player in the world he's also most likely the best chess player who's ever existed across any generation so he's the legitimate greatest of all time and you've played against him what's that experience like yeah i got the opportunity just just once to play against him um at the uh, chess olympics in in 2016 it's a pretty intimidating experience because all the cameras are on him you know we sit down at a table there are two chairs and a table but all the cameras are behind my back face towards him no one's paying much attention to me he had an off day against against me i managed to scrape a draw so in chess you you have a win loss or draw so great result for me but very very lucky he has this aura about him that you you feel like you're playing against a legend. It's incredibly intimidating. I don't have to sit there, calculate for 45 minutes, an hour to, to know what the right move. I just, usually I can just feel it immediately. If Carlsen is one protagonist, another has to be Hans Niemann. Who is he and why is he significant? Hans Niemann, yes. He's, uh, he's everywhere on YouTube and in the news at the moment. He's a, a young guy from New York. He's 
quite a character. Very loud and outspoken, rubs a lot of people the wrong way. He's an incredibly talented chess player, has been for a number of years. He's the most talented under 20 in the US. I have spent the last two years not spending any time in America. And even when I'm in America, I don't go outside other when I pick up my food. I'm just too busy with chess. He recently got the chance to, to be invited by uh, a billionaire sponsor to play a tournament that included Magnus Carlsen. So it included the top players. So it was 10 top players, nine of the top players in the world, and this young, arrogant, overconfident kid who previously had a, a streaming career and sort of a big social media presence. Well, you could call him the villain to the story, but it's not really clear who the villain is. You've got the, the established world champion who's been there forever and the young upshot who wants to knock him down. So, so it's a great story. And what transpired when they finally went head-to-head? The tournament was a round-robin tournament, 10 events, so it should be nine rounds. turned out not to be nine rounds, and the, and the reason for that is that very early on, I think it was round three, Hans Neiman played against Magnus Carlsen, so the bottom seed, number 10, against the top seed, number one. But Hans beat him with super aggressive, almost disrespectful play, took down the world champion, and then in the post-game interview, wasn't very humble in his victory, let's put it that way. I think he's just so demoralized because he's losing to such an idiot like me, you know? It's just, uh, it must be embarrassing for the world champion to lose to me. I feel bad for him. What happened is that the next day when they all sat down to play the next round, the world champion wasn't there. People were very confused and the announcement was made that Magnus Carlsen had withdrawn from the tournament, which is a massive deal. You can sort of imagine in tennis, Rafa Nadal or Djokovic withdrawing after the third round with no injury problems you know that it would be a a big deal then it was very controversial here and what magnus did was posted a tweet which very well indirectly but very clearly insinuated that he thought that hans neiman had only beaten him by cheating in their game but how would one actually cheat how does that happen in chess chess is a very interesting uh, sport or game in that sense because you know, doping doesn't really make any difference. Steroids are not going to help you if you're playing a chess game. Computers are so good at chess these days. Ever since the first IBM computer beat the world champion, well, decades ago now, anybody can download a free app on their phone and be confident about beating the world champion 100 times out of 100. Like, that's how good computers are. So if you can sneak a little earpiece or a phone in your pocket or something like that, you're going to beat the best in the world. And that was essentially the allegation. And so how did Neiman react? Well, being accused of cheating is a massive deal in chess, as it would be in any sport. It's like being accused of doping in in, uh, the Tour de France or something like this. Like It's a a serious insinuation that would essentially destroy your reputation and your chess career forever. But Hans, being the bombastic, loud character that he is, hit back really hard. I am not going to let uh, chess.com, I'm not going to let Magnus Carlsen, I'm not going to let Hikaru Nakamura, the three arguably biggest entities in chess, simply slander my reputation. The, the story immediately blew up. Obviously, Hans been professing his innocence very clearly and very strongly, but as part of this, had to admit, and openly did admit, that when he was younger, when playing online, he had cheated, he had used a computer. I wanted to gain some rating, you know, I just wanted to get higher rated so I could play stronger players. So I cheated in random games on chess.com. Now, I was confronted, I confessed, and this is the single biggest mistake of my life. And that, of course, muddied the story even more, because while he said that he won this over-the-board game, so live and in-person, fair and square, now it's been revealed that in the past, in online chess, he had actually cheated. 
how did chess fans across the internet react to this story? Because it seems scandalous. Well, this revelation that that uh, Hans Niemann had in the past cheated has really split the online community. On the one hand, there's zero evidence that he cheated at all in his game against Magnus Carlsen. We've got very sophisticated computers and statistical models to look at every move that players play, and we can pretty clearly, almost with 100% certainty, say that in the game that he beat the world number one, he didn't cheat. He had no outside assistance. However, the fact that he's cheated in the past, even if it was on online chess, is still something that a lot of people think is just a black mark against your name that you, you can never lose. So the, the top US player... He's also the top online streamer. You know, he's got over a million subscribers. He was pretty aggressive against the young American, the young New Yorker. But on the other hand, many other players have come to his defense and kind of said, just because the world champion lost his game and lost a bit of ego, there's no reason to go out there and essentially destroy a young, talented junior's reputation. And I cheated in a tournament when I was 12 years old, but I'm not afraid because I know who I am and I know the chess player that I am, and I know what, what, what I give to chess. So I'm not going to be scared to be manipulated and to be conspired against to try to ruin my chess career when I know what has happened. So, David, this story's really captured the imagination of the broader community in wild ways. What are some of the more unusual aspects of this story, whether it's theories or people who have bought into it? You know, How has it sort of captured the zeitgeist, so to speak? Well, even though there's no direct evidence at at all to suggest that he cheated in the game against Magnus Carlsen, that hasn't stopped the stories being invented and created. Now, one of the reasons that they've had to get inventive is because these players go through a very strict metal detection and and scanning process before the game. So the chances of them having an earpiece or a phone on their person are very, very small, almost impossible. So the question is, how could he have cheated, even though, like I said, the consensus seems to be that he didn't in that game. One of the most outrageous, uh, I guess, um, inventions that uh, the internet seems to have loved is the idea that he smuggled electronic devices in his rectum, um, which is something that Elon Musk, who is also a chess player, decided to retweet as well, you know, something that he, he would like to talk about. They could literally tell me the most ridiculous thing. They want me to strip fully naked. I'll do it. I don't care. I mean, I think the chance of this are below zero, if that's possible. But I guess a slightly more plausible story is actually the idea that there is a, a mole in Magnus Carlsen's camp or his team. Uh, chess is a bit like professional tennis in the sense that you go to these tournaments with coaches and trainers, and we, we call them seconds. So Magnus Carlsen pays uh, the salary of a few grandmasters who basically their job is to travel with him tournament to tournament and prepare the opening moves, the first few moves of the game against each individual opponent. So they would have gone through Hans Niemann's games, every game he's played in his life, worked out the best way to start against him. And that information is very, very valuable. So if there is a mole in the camp in the sense that he's someone's being paid to give that secret preparation to Hans Niemann, that's a slightly more plausible story. Again, you know, um, unlikely to be to be true in my opinion, but certainly makes for uh, great discussions. And I think the interesting extra threat is Carlson's online business. Why is that an interesting factor here? Yeah, so I mentioned that Magnus Carlson is a, is a special sort of chess world champion in the sense that he's got a lot of business interests as well outside of the chess world. And he's actually kind of the founder and the face of the Play Magnus Group, one of the biggest online chess companies listed on the Norwegian Stock Exchange. So he's got a big stockholding uh, in that company as well. Now that company has recently been bought by Chess.com, the world's biggest uh, company with over 100, 100 million members. So he's very involved in the business world 
of chess. And this chess business world is also the world that is offering invitations and opportunities to young players like Hans Neiman. So, for example, a young, talented tennis player getting an invite, a wild card to a Grand Slam is a massive deal. Imagine that the organizers of Wimbledon and the US Open and things like this are actually influenced or partially owned by Rafael Nadal. Well, there's obviously a little bit of a conflict going here, particularly if Carlsen now seems to have this vendetta against this young, talented player. So this is a big deal because two days after the cheating scandal, Hans Niemann was suddenly uninvited from a massive global tournament that was set to take place in a couple of weeks from now. Why does the CEO of chess come to me and say, we're looking forward to having the Global Chess Championship, and then right when I beat Magnus, they decide to remove my account and not let me play in the tournament. And the owner of the company, Chess.com, is currently in these takeover negotiations with Magnus's company. So this, this whole world of professional chess is now being kind of muddied a bit with these business interests as well. Now, final question. What do you see as the next chapter in this incredible saga? The interesting thing uh, is that even though Hans Neiman was uninvited from the next big tournament online in which he would have had to play against Magnus Carlsen, the lineup for a very big tournament in another couple of weeks' time has just been announced, and he's been included almost as a wild card. So Magnus Carlsen will be up at number one, and Hans Niemann will be down there at the bottom, and they're going to play against each other. So I have no idea how this game's going to go, but for sure this will be the game that everyone wants to look at. Since that initial tweet came out from Magnus Carlsen, he's gone social media silent, which has never happened before. You know, he's a big image his image is a big brand he's always putting stuff out there and he stops he hasn't made any statements so we're waiting to see what happens there and we're waiting to see what happens when they play but for sure it's made the chess world a a lot more interesting than it was say two weeks ago david smirton thank you for taking us inside the world of chess we really appreciate it thanks a lot we hope you enjoyed abc sport daily if you did You can subscribe to our feed on the Listen app for more sports stories. A reminder, you'll still hear Sam Hawley and ABC News Daily on this feed with more cracking stories from Monday. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.